I'm Amarachi Crystal, and you're listening to Life by Amarachi Podcast, where I and my guests share our life experiences and inform you from an analytical and mental health perspective. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes I upload. Subscriptions are now on a monthly basis for as low as 99 cents per month to as high as $9.99 per month. Donations are also welcome through the support link on Linktree and Cash App. If you cannot financially support, share the podcast with your community to grow the podcast listenership. Don't forget to leave a comment or review and a voice message that can be highlighted on an episode. All subscriptions, donations, voice messages, and episode links will be in the show notes. Hey, y'all. How's everyone feeling these days? Is it me or is it weird energy around this time of year? I don't know if it's because of the pandemic that we are still in or is it a celestial thing, but the air is absolutely off. I definitely do not feel the same. I mean, yes, I've changed and I'm continuing to change, but there's a nervous energy within me at the moment. And maybe it's growing pain manifesting as nervous energy. I don't know but I don't want it to defeat me, y'all. We are not going to be defeated by the nature of this world, at least not on a personal level. A lot has been on my mind lately, and it's about how we relate to one another, especially in communication. We can all agree that communication is key in all types of relationships. The way we communicate with strangers, coworkers, our bosses, your friends, family, and even yourself all matter. To me, if communication is clear and I'm able to translate and understand someone's intention, as well as they being able to translate and understand my intention, I feel it helps us build stronger bonds and connections with the people, including ourselves, that we are in relationships with. I'm not sure if you all know Crystal West of the Read podcast. If you don't, check out that podcast. It's one of my favorites. But Crystal was the first person I heard ever use this phrase that says, words mean things. And as a fellow Virgo like she is, I also take this phrase seriously. Your choice of words can absolutely make a difference in the perception you want people to have. Words can also trigger certain emotions that can easily cause conflict. Words can also heal. I mean, look at the power of words of affirmation. How much of using words of affirmation helped enlighten and strengthen some of us? It's done so for me. Anyhow, before I ramble on, I just want to advise us to learn how to choose our words wisely when communicating to one another. In this episode, we will see a little bit of how much words are influential and also your actions as well in relating to one another in a healthy or not so healthy way. Let's get into it. 
So guys, we are here, episode one of season three. Oh, I cannot believe I am here with this much episode recorded, but yeah. I'm here in a collaborative episode with my good friend, Karen. You all already know her. She's been on season one on episode about friendship. She's also been on season two on episodes about conscious creatives. And now she's here to collab with me on this topic that was her choice and also one that I probably would have chosen anyway. It's yeah. about calling people out. <laughs> but the twist is we're going to call people out with intentions, guys. This is the way we do it. The goal is really just to dive deeper into how calling people out can be a negative or positive thing, how it could help build character or tear it down. And how calling people out can either turn into the worst case or the best case and how to also be okay with whichever case it turns into. And the most important part is about how important intention is when it comes out to calling people out. Um, I wanted to dig into this one a little deeper because I know how it feels <laughs> to be on the opposite end of tone policing. So this episode is going to dig into that more to, to shed a light on how tone and delivery can matter and possibly how it might not even be the most important thing when it comes down to calling people out. So in this episode, Karen and I are going to share our personal stories, our personal affairs. We're going to share our opinion on two articles that I chose that really highlight this topic, you know, from reading those two articles, I learned a lot about how to take on, like, I'm not opposed to calling people out. I'm very confrontational, but how to take it on from a different angle, which will assist me in being a lot more assertive, at least being the assertive person that I'm proud of. But Karen, do you want to share a little bit about why you chose this topic? Sure. So, you know, I pride myself in being a kind person, and I think it's important to be honest as well. But I find that, at least for me, I can be too kind and I don't always create the clearest boundaries. So I've been kind of working on how do I assert myself in a way that is both firm, but still respectful to whether it's my counterparts or my friends or family, anyone really, but still make sure that people are hearing where I'm coming from and being okay with the outcome, whether or not they agree with me or not. So that's kind of where I'm coming from for this particular episode. Mm -hmm. I have a, a few of my fears and also my goals when it comes down to asserting myself, but what are some of your fears and also your goals in finding your voice and asserting yourselves? So I think I've always been, and I guess for me, I'm kind of looking at how I apply it into my career and the way that I work with people, because I'm a team player. I'm all about like whatever's going to help our team uh, meet a goal. That's what I want to do. However, I get, you know, like now, especially with my transition um, out of being a designer, a fashion designer and trying to, or going after being an art director and um I worry a lot about being in a position where I'm a leader and people look to me because that means I'm going to be responsible for how things turn out, whether they're good or bad. And my goal is to, you know, also like I haven't had um, a lot of great examples in terms of like positive man manager skills. So I think for me, it's like, how do I take 
these experiences that I've had and still be myself, like be kind, be team player, but still show like leadership in a way that people respect me. And it's not, um, you know, it's not about being the boss, you know, because I don't, I could care less about the title. It's more about me just making sure that we get the results that we want and that people respect me still, even though like I'm a kind and nice person. Mm-hmm. Mine is on a personal note, is more so when it comes down to my work world, I kind of already have that disposition, but also it can help my work world as well. I have a tendency to have more of a bulldozing kind of personality. It comes so easy to me to kind of demand and boss and manage, but I also want to be able to respect other people's feelings. But because I'm very firm in the way I talk, asserting myself would help me be a bit more, more softer in the way that I handle other human beings and not bulldoze the whole situation. And to also be okay with people misunderstanding me because half the time they don't know me and until they do know me then they'll get to see me so this episode is like a multitude of me being comfortable with how I naturally am and come off as far as my tone and my voice also bringing in a softer delivery with Alma like when I first met her she's still very much the same person but I think she's definitely gotten softer over the years since mm-hmm. I've met her um but I think that you know she still has a strong bold personality and when people are first meeting her or you know in any situation anytime you're meeting someone new it's like you don't know what to expect and mm-hmm. if someone doesn't know you sometimes the first impression may come off not the way that you intended to or yeah. vice versa exactly. so I think and that goes for all of us it's not just for for your your personality but even for mine like I think some people meet me and they assume that like oh whatever you know like she's so nice nothing's gonna happen mm-hmm. but then when I come out I'm like no <laughs> then it, and then they're like surprised because they didn't expect it so yeah. I think I mean ultimately essentially I think the whole point of this episode is me and Ama are trying to find a way to meet in the middle yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we both have strengths in different areas of being assertive and communicating Mm -hmm. and we're trying to combine both of our powers to meet in the middle and be more effective in the way that we communicate with others exactly and just be our full superhero motherfucking selves that's what we're trying to do here so we're gonna go in with sharing personal stories that we've had where We've called people out and it just turned out horrible (laughs) for both of us. Um, And then a a situation where people have called us out and we overreacted. Um, Do you want to start? Sure. I mean, I think my story kind of covers both sides because I tried both ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I was working on this project. It was assigned to me and my, my manager went ahead and gave it to me and they're like, okay, go ahead, take care of it. I'll say, okay, cool. I got it. I'll make things happen. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I didn't have a specific tool that I needed to execute. So I like did my due diligence. I went around the whole entire office asking around. I found out that it was out of stock and that we wouldn't get it till the end of the week. So I, gra- I, I came back to our office and I saw she had one on her desk. So I grabbed it and I was like, I know she's not here. Normally I would ask, but you know what? It, it won't be a big deal. Like this is for this person's presentation. So I'm gonna go ahead and use it to make sure I complete this project on time. 
And this person came back in the office and was like, where is this tool? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I have it. I'm using it for the, the project that you assigned. And they were like, well, I need it. I was like, okay, well, we can share, you know, it's like not a big deal. Like I won't take long. I'm just trying to finish this so that, you know, it, it looks good for which, you know, your, your presentation. Yeah. And they were like, no, can't you go find another one? And I was like, I already did that. I promise you, I did every, I know how, I know your boundaries and you don't like sharing, but I've already gone everywhere across the office. Nobody has one. So can I just use this for the project? No. Okay. So I'm mad because my whole thing is like, I'm going to talk about teamwork and then you don't want to share. So I'm pissed, but I'm like trying to contain myself. So when this happens, I decided to like, you know what? I've already tried to talk about it in a calm way. I've already explained why. I've already done everything I possibly can do to be respectful and explain my situation. It's not working. So I'm going to go ahead and let it go. So I went back to my desk. I found an alternative thing, started working on completing the project. This person decides to make a joke about it. And they come over and they bring something to me like, oh, you want this to share? I was like, no, that's not conducive to this project. I don't need that. And they're like laughing at me. And so now I'm even more mad because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like trying so hard to be calm and, re- and be professional and be respectful. And you just make, you making this a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing about me when I get mad is that like, I don't get mad often. I'm actually most of the time very positive and happy, but When I get mad, I shut down to the point where like, I don't want to talk to nobody because I'm afraid of what will come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say anything that's going to be rude or mean or any of those things. Like, I don't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. So I held it in and I decided that at the end of the day, on my way home, I decided to write a text. Mm -hmm. So I text this person and said, Hey, listen, you know, I'm sorry about how things turned out earlier today. Like, and this is all paraphrased because I can't remember the exact thing yeah. that I wrote. But I was like, you know, I'm sorry about what happened today. You know, I was just trying to complete the project. You know, I, you know, we always talk about teamwork. So I've just felt like part of the reason why I'm so angry is like, I felt like this was going against that whole idea. It's like, we should cooperate in order to, if we're going to talk about this being a thing, like in the office, like then we should actually cooperate, act like a team. Yeah. And this person decides to text me and says, I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so angry. I was like, oh, so you don't give a damn. You don't give a damn. You don't, the, the rules do not apply to you. They only apply to your subordinates. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I just, so it's just layers of anger that keep coming. And long story short, you know, I knew at that point nothing was going to change. So mm-hmm. I let it go. But several months later, you know, we were sitting in the office and this person was talking about something they were insecure about, you know, and basically their partner wanted to have a family. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize that I was still angry. (laughs) And in a way, like it was meant to be like constructive because that was the conversation we're having. They were talking about their fears and publicly. So it wasn't like, I drug it out of nowhere, like they brought it up. But there was a petty side of me that decided to call this person out. So there was, it was, it was dual. 
it was me being constructive yeah but I was also doing it to be like yeah I'm gonna call you I'm gonna backstab you basically Mm -hmm. and I was like how are you gonna do that if you don't know how to share (laughs) and I said that in front of the whole office and I was so embarrassed like you know and that's the thing it's like she didn't this person didn't say anything but I felt bad afterwards because even though I felt good in that moment Mm -hmm. to be able to assert myself and be like oh so you've been flaunting all of your power and not willing to um, meet me in the middle when I've approached you in a respectable way Mm -hmm. so now I'm gonna let you get my wrath yeah and that's kind of what happened so it didn't like it's not necessarily bad or good but I think for me I still felt guilty because that's not my normal my normal persona like that's not how I carry myself Mm -hmm. but they drove me to that point so that is my personal experience of calling someone in in a positive way Mm -hmm. but then it not going the way I wanted yeah and then calling them out thinking that oh it's gonna get what I want but really it didn't because then afterwards I felt bad about it because I was like oh like that was me you didn't have to do that it's a bad feeling that always has us like for me like I said my assertive skills that I want to strengthen are more on a personal end so this situation was with a ex-friend of mine I already felt some kind of way about our friendship outside of the group because she and I were a duo before we joined the other two. And we were a duo coming out of a trio friendship. And one of the other girls that was part of our trio in the past moved back to Korea. So me and this girl were like, yo, it's me and you, right? You're not going anywhere. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. I'm here with you. Like, it's, it's the both of us, ride or die, kind of ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about eight words, but you know, right? we'll talk about that later. It's a whole other episode. <laughs> But I was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here, you know? And at that, at this point in my life, I was trying to build friendship, you know, because I just felt like I didn't have a close group of friends. Like I knew a lot of people, but I didn't have a close group of people that I could rely on and also do all the things that I love to do. I also, at this point in my life, I was dealing with, with, you know, assessing people's bullshit because of a past relationship that I went through that the person just like, they practically were a pathological liar. So when it started to show in other people, I was triggered. And at this point, I didn't know how to deal with my triggers at all. I wasn't in therapy. Um, I was doing self-work, but I still wasn't in therapy to really dig deeper into all the all my triggers and why they were there. And one night we were out drinking and she was just sharing something about like not coming out to her family and stuff like that. And in this situation where she was talking about not coming out, her the other half of their couple already confided in me in like a white lie that this girl made. Um, At this point at the bar, when she was sharing this story and she was sharing it, she was being vulnerable. And my ass just flipped. I was like, you need to stop lying to people in your life. You don't know how lying to people hurts. You know, and I went in on them. I went in Mm -hmm. on them. And immediately as I was ha- as it was happening, I already saw their face. And of course, back then, like I said, I wasn't doing the growth work. So I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't want liars around me. Like, I felt very justified in the moment. But then afterwards, when I heard how they felt, I was like, oh, shit, I fucked up, man. Like, of course, I was trying to call her out because 
I was being triggered and I didn't want to have a friend and I felt needed to hide themselves. That's where lies start. You try to protect yourself and you think no one would accept the truth of who you are and of what you have to say. So you have to make it nice for them. That's where lies come from. Because she didn't, you know, retaliate or she didn't fight back in that moment. I already knew her character. She's more of a softie and dealing with a bulldog like me in the moment. I'm like, ah, shit. Now this girl's going to be scared of me. <laughs> like, I don't want that either because I know how I am. I can't be very intimidating. You know, it just, it's just the energy I carry. So um, I like they end up going on a vacation and... At this point, when they were not here to hang out with us and also talking to their partner, I was like, damn, I really have to write them an apology. I have to write them an apology, especially since at this point, it was when, like I said, I was doing the self-work, but I still wasn't in therapy. So I knew I had to um, I had to fix the situation. And the best way to fix the situation, especially when you hurt someone that you didn't mean to hurt, is to apologize for what you didn't mean to happen and to at least let them know where it was coming from not as an excuse, but as an explanation. So I wrote them an apology, but I think at that point, it was already done. I kind of already crossed the boundary being that haughty with her that our friendship was never the same after that again. Like uh, today, we're no longer friends at all. You know, if I can't be fully myself with people, I can't be around them. And if they cannot be fully themselves with me, there's no need for them to be around me. So then I just kind of bowed out of the friendship group I mean, the friendship group then and now is totally different, but I bowed out out of trying to be her friend. Um, but that turned out really horribly, but I definitely learned a big lesson in that. Do you have a story where someone called you out and you didn't respond as positively? Oh, plenty. <laughs> I'm just trying to pick one that sounds the most flattering. <laughs> right? I'm trying to think of um, one. You know, I think I can choose a simple one. Um, I was working on something and this person doesn't do all the stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. And they decided to hover behind me and then criticize something I was working on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it was, but I was just like, so why don't you do it? <laughs> and that's me being bad. And this person got pissed because obviously it was a matter of pride. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I could do it. Well, I could do that if I wanted to, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like, okay, well, then what am I going to do? <laughs> Why are you sitting here pinpointing all these little things when most of the time I'm doing all this work anyways, you never notice. You just notice yeah. now because you hovering behind me, like, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it wasn't bad where like we had a big old blowout fight, mm -hmm. but this person definitely felt some type of way. Yeah. I saw the face facial expression of like uh quirking out I'm sorry hold on somebody's trying to call me oh my gosh I'm so sorry um is it back okay yeah so this person you, you know I saw their face all like squish up and like you know it's like you know they mad yeah <laughs> you're like why you like it's like I didn't have to say it like that I could have said like oh yeah you're right I could have just said it like that I probably should just let it go it wasn't even that big of a deal but I think ultimately it was like layers of other things that had happened and at that point I couldn't help myself but it was just like don't even go there don't be trying to add more stuff for me to be mad about <laughs> yeah um oh go ahead, go ahead sorry no so I was gonna say like you know I think for me I, I don't think I've ever had like a crazy crazy like blowout 
argument with someone about something, but I know I've definitely made people pissed off. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they approach me about it or try to talk about it, you know, I always feel guilty afterwards is the worst thing. It's like, even though it feels, like I said earlier, it feels good in the moment because you're like, I'm going to get you. (laughs) But then ultimately, it's like, ultimately, like my conscience is like, that was mean. Why you got to say that shit? (laughs) Like, you got to go there. You didn't have to do that. You know, and so like, honestly, I punish my, I probably, I probably punish myself more than Mm -hmm. the other person does same because they they and like also like I think it's what's funny is I think it's also been um with people who know me like more like it's like relationships where things are a little bit deeper mm-hmm. you know you know how to press each other's buttons just differently mm-hmm. right when you know someone well when you don't know someone's buttons is like you know you can, personal. it's hit or miss you don't know if you're gonna hurt their feelings or not mm-hmm. but if it's someone you know know and you have a relationship with them and then they piss you off and you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna lash out because you acting out and you acting a fool. So I'm gonna let you know you acting a fool. Mm-hmm. That's when you know that you're using your powers for not good, you know? Yeah. And like, that's the thing for me is like, I, um, you know, like I'm, I may not say a lot, but I'm insightful enough to see when people are insecure about certain things. Yeah. And I won't say, you know, it's not my business. So it's like, you working on what you're working on, do with you. But mm-hmm. if you come at me about mm-hmm. something I'm prideful about, and I'm like, I'm very prideful about my, my skills, about anything I do. Like I work really hard on everything I do. Mm-hmm. If you come at me in a way that is not constructive, it's more like a, just, I don't know, finding a flaw, a flaw just to you find a flaw. And then I get really pissed off and um, in that moment, yeah, like I lashed out and it was not good. Mm -hmm. It was not a nice thing to do. Yeah, same for me. I think the only thing that's coming up right now as far as a situation where I was called out about something will happen with my mom. This was like in my 20s. I went to school, went to an event, then came back home and it was kind of late and my mom was like in my room. I think she was chatting with my brother at the time. And she picked that moment to call me out on how much I was going out. One is a recurrence in our dynamic where me going out and me spending time outside, it has always been an issue with her. But in this, in this particular moment, I was already mad. Like I was one, I was mad that she was in my room, you know, no boundaries and me coming home. All I want to do is go in my bed and just be by myself and just like watch a movie, soak in the day. And just have a night to myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got really mad when she mentioned me going out. And I got in her face. I was vicious. I was vicious to the point where my brother was pulling me, like, away from her. And she kind of just sat there and was in silence. And, you know, and obviously, I, I definitely scared her in that moment. And I think, I think that was the first time that she's ever seen me that irate. And I think that played a huge part on how she handled me. She wouldn't come and confront me about things. She would just go around the belt to my brothers because she felt like they had more power over confronting me than she would have. That definitely drew the wedge deeper in our connection. But yeah, that was another, that was one time too where like it, it just came out of nowhere. First of all, get out of my room. Like that's, that's the only thing I even asked. I was like, can you guys please get out of the room? And then from asking that to her criticizing me going out, I exploded. I was like, we're not doing this, you know? 
but that was a negative experience that I still remember until today. I'm sure that there's plenty of others, but yeah. in particular, I will have to say um, when I was really irate, <laughs> when someone called me out on, on something that one didn't really, really need to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because it's like, you know, we've obviously both of our stories, we've talked about ways we've handled it where it was like, you, tr- you try your best to do it this a certain way to like com- keep composure. It's not really about um, not feeling what you're feeling because I think it's na- natural to feel what you feel. If you're upset, frustrated, angry, whatever, like that's natural. I think it's learning how to harness those emotions and then project it in a positive way, even though you're in a situation that you don't want to be in and either the, per- and the person that you're dealing with or persons are not being um they're just not trying to work with you you know they they just not they're not even trying to be open-minded at all now we're going to move into positive stories of when we called people out and people called us out and how we handled it (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, okay i'll start off with this one so i'll say a positive one it was really small it was actually with you like oh. yeah we were on the phone one time and you made a comment and i was like oh oh, oh hold on hold on Karen. oh hold it on. was about charging somebody yeah about, about for, for um, freelance free work. work yeah mm-hmm. about doing free work and stuff and like not just having to do not not wanted to do just a whole bunch of like designs for someone and not get paid for it and i was like oh Karen, i did that for you guys and so just be mindful that people are going to do that sometimes it's not, it's not something that's negative or bad or like you know just be mindful that you were on the receiving end of someone giving you free labor you know what I mean yeah I think that's a good example because we can both yeah. share it I think for yeah. me like on the receiving end of course I felt shame I was like oh my god you're right but I also realized that I think that the issue was also you and I both had not discussed like the parameters of like you know, what are your fees? How much are you willing to do? Like, and that's the whole thing about like, especially when you're starting out in your own business, you need to establish, um, you know, like with your clients and stuff or vice versa, like regard your friends, you know, like you have yeah. to establish like, Hey, these are the parameters. This is what I can do for you. And, and my, and I think on my end is like, I should have asked like, Hey, Alma, like, what are your fees? Where are your parameters? What do you need from me? And then I should have, uh, and that's what I learned from that moment was like, oh shit, like here I am talking about all this stuff. But when this stuff was happening with my friend, we were treating it so casually. Like I, Mm -hmm. it just went over my head. I didn't even bother to like ask these questions that would have helped make sure that you are getting something out of it, whether or not it was like you wanted to give it for free or you wanted to do it uh, or you wanted a fee for it. You know what I mean? Like I should have asked you. Yeah, and that's that what I learned. And, and <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was an experience for me as well because that made me look deeper into how casually I am with my talent because I am so given and money is never my center. I'm old school in the sense of I'll trade you this, you trade me that. And and also just doing a favor for for friends who were starting out with a project that they a project idea that they had, you know. Mm. I was like, all right, I'll work, I'll I'll work with this on you guys. But to the point me calling you out in that moment and how you received it I was like okay one I positively called it out for intention to bring awareness to Mm -hmm. um, the way that that you were speaking not in the way that you are or the person that you are but more so like oh hold on don't say that so generally because you've been a person that done that just be aware 
of how you talk about you know experiences um for feeling sake i felt like you were talking down on people who give free labor because you, you didn't want to be that person that gave free labor you know that's the way i heard it and i'm like uh, but you have been a receiving end of someone who gave you free labor so you have to respect the hustle however it is is, is positioned and sometimes free work does get um lead to other opportunities yeah it gives yeah. it gets exposure not all the time you have to do that but sometimes you could always say all right just for this project i'll give my free labor just put my put my names on a credit tag me in this and that and we're good and and that mm-hmm. already is a solid you know yeah but it, it, and just the interaction and also it's just the way our friendship is anyway like mm-hmm. we're, we're more uh, like rational people yeah so i think that's kind of like talk back and forth and call each other out and already know that it's coming from a place of respect and not a place to shame or embarrass each other you know yeah not i also think it's because of the sense of familiarity and trust so exactly. you know I think that, you know, that can kind of take us into the other story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, like what I've realized um, in a lot of these stories that we have is that you can, whether or not it's like someone you like really, if, if you know someone really, really well, like it's a little bit easier to talk about it mm-hmm. most of the time. If your emotions have not overcome. I've been there with you people have known for 10 years and uh, it to be called out on nothing. Oh, that's ahead. true that's true but I'm just saying like for like I'm just saying I guess in terms of like you like when you know some like you or at least you think you know someone right mm-hmm. um you know like for our relationship I know you well enough to know that when you call me out on something or if you constructively criticize me on something it's because you care mm-hmm. and it's not you don't mean to make me feel bad about myself or a choice that I made you're just kind of uh presenting another point of view that I should consider in whatever situation it is but that's something that we've grown to learn in out in the way that we communicate Mm -hmm. but there are also other people who do not want to be told regardless of if it's constructive or not you know like just the fact of hearing that it sounds like you saying something's wrong with what I'm doing they feel they feel it deep in their soul Mm -hmm. and it can be connected to other things but ultimately that's when people lash out is when they take something even if you meant it well like even if your intentions are great like for whatever reason something that they're working on something they're dealing with is not res is is preventing them from receiving what you have to say Mm -hmm. so therefore it comes out like I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do have a story where um, tone policing was really heightened for me. So I'll go in with introducing what tone policing means because I don't think a lot of people may have heard this terminology. But according to Wikipedia. Tone policing is a ad hominem and anti-debate tactic based on criticizing a person for expressing emotion. Tone policing distracts from the truth or falsity of a statement by attacking the tone in which it was presented rather than the message itself. The notion of tone policing became widespread in the U.S. social activism circle by the mid-2010s. It was widely disseminated in the 2015 comic issued by the Everyday Feminist website. Many activists argued that tone policing was regularly employed against feminists and anti-racism advocates. 
criticizing the way that they presented their arguments rather than engaging with the arguments themselves. Tone policing has been described by one writer as when someone usually a privileged person in a conversation or situation about oppression shifts the focus of the conversation from the oppression being discussed to the way it is being discussed, tone policing prioritizes the comfort of the privileged person in a situation over the oppression of the disadvantaged person. This reminded me of a situation where Karen was also um, involved, not, I guess, involved, but just you were there. You were also I was an observer slash yeah, trying to participate, but should not have participated, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, in this situation where I called someone out on a, a statement that they made that triggered me it triggered me in that I'm like, okay, I hear, I hear their point, but can they be careful about using loaded terms like these and, and, and in a way, a very separative term, <laughs> you know, and well, I'll, I'll recap the story a little bit and Karen could come in and, and add in what she perceived of the whole moment. Well, the situation was we were all out drinking and just having a good time. And then we ended up going to a restaurant to eat where we all sat and this person started to share uh, a, a thought in their mind that um, concerned oppression pretty much and different forms of oppression. And the topic was mainly about the immigrant experience and how immigrants are also oppressed. Um, but the statement that really um, jarred me and like set me aback was when they said Black people think that they are the only ones who were oppressed. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Whoa. And mind you, this person, I, I ended up learning after the fact that they were also um, a Black person or of Black descent, but I ended up learning that they had a insecurity when it comes down to them being accepted within the Black culture or the, uh, in general, within Blackness. Um, and this person to me was more on the white passing side but I would have thought that they were Latinx presenting. So light skin, curly hair, they had that, that look to them. I call them on mainly because I'm like, I'm sitting at the table with very conscious women hearing about where everyone's, I mean, pretty much how everyone's story aligns as far as wellness and, and, and consciousness and just doing good for the community. I felt calling this person out on just this one statement wouldn't have blown up to what it blew up to be. Um, so in the moment where everyone in the table, Karen and the other two girls that were there were trying to kind of calm the situation down, one of the girls mentioned, maybe it's not what you said, maybe it's just the way that you said it. So I'm like, how did I say it? And also the person that I was saying it to was very emotional. So when I heard the tone part, I was like, okay, no one is hearing me. I'm, I'm, I'm lost in translation. No one is hearing me. No one is receiving me. And this person's overwhelm of emotion has kind of taken over my, my entire intent of bringing this to consciousness. Like we have to be careful about the words that we use. that are very loaded. they are very generalized because every human being has their own experience, especially every human being within the Black, Black diaspora has their own experience when it comes down to how they feel oppressed. Even within our experience, we all have privileges above, uh, every, above another Black person. So that was really what I was trying to do um, at the table, but it was just mis misconstrued and taken out of context. And 
Um, I didn't really feel safe at that moment, but I went on with it to make sure to kind of round it up and say, okay, like if the person felt like I was attacking them, I wasn't attacking their character. I just wanted to make make a point in a sense that would have helped our conversation, but you know, it happened how it happened. But for you, Karen, like what did you perceive in the moment? And also if you would share what, what was your part in it? So for me, I, I think, I think there's a lot of different things happening because we also had been drinking. So that could have also influenced the way um, things were being understood yeah. or heard. Um, and then, you know, like, you know, when you're drinking, you're like more emotional. Yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. I am. I'm an emotional yeah. being. Me too. Even when I'm, even when I'm sober, I'm emotional. So, um, but in that moment, I think, uh, you know, like I knew where both people were coming from, but for whatever reason, what, um, Ama, when Ama was, uh, calling in this person and, saying hey like um I think you need to be careful about using that word it kind of went over everyone's head like we didn't a lot of people didn't for whatever reason we didn't hear it in that moment mm -hmm. um and it wasn't until after when it was just me and Ama talking that when she recited what was said I was like oh the word that was used was they it sounded like especially from someone who is is part of the, the spectrum of blackness and calls themselves, you know, they are, uh, I, I believe they're biracial or multiracial. Um, to say they, it almost sounds like you're separating yourself from your blackness. That's like me saying they, like I'm not a person of color or that I don't understand um, oppression in my own form of oppression. Um, and I think that's, that's where a lot of the confusion got lost i think is that not every for whatever reason um no one else heard that but you heard it and you felt it mm -hmm. and so when you express it for me like i like i said earlier like i've known amo for a long time so she's worked a really hard to be in this position where she can express herself truthfully but in as gentle and constructive way as she possibly can but in this moment it wasn't understood that way and even for me being there, I didn't even, I didn't even catch it in the moment. And that's where I felt a little bit shameful at the end um, because I felt like, oh, as your friend, I should have known. I should have heard it too. Um, so that for me, like my, my, I think from my end, it was like, I think what was most frustrating was that I think everyone at the table would have agreed on the same points of view but people weren't listening to it wasn't about the point of view that this person was trying to to uh, talk about because ultimately we probably all do agree but I think it was the fact that they got caught up and I mean I don't know their story either so but from my understanding is I think or from my my point um I guess observation I think that this person may have been dealing with their own stuff and for whatever reason, being called out on the table didn't feel good. And so they, they forced, in that moment, they shut down and was not open yeah. to listening. Yeah. yeah, that's what, that's the, that's what I think happened. But I mean, I don't know. No, I definitely saw that, like, I, especially the shutdown, because I did look at them. I wasn't looking at anyone at the table. I looked straight into their eyes. They were rolling their eyes. They were huffing and puffing. They were like, 
you know what how people do when they're really uncomfortable they have their their mannerisms about them to kind of comfort themselves and they were doing that and they definitely shut down because even when I said I'm not coming for your character I'm genuinely just wanting you to be aware of the words that you were using they rolled their eyes at me and I was like okay then we could just drop it I'm not taking I'm not leaving the table taking anything personally everything that happened on that table needed to happen for everybody to walk away which I hope walk away with a lesson learned I'm not one that lives in regret of situation of discomfort discomfort is is one of my favorite places to be because how else am I going to grow if I'm not uncomfortable you know we all tend to be very comfortable in the places that we are but yet want to complain about where we are and never want to challenge ourselves to walk through the discomfort we want to hop over it we want to hide it we want to bury it but we never just want to simply peacefully calmly walk through it and feel all of the uncomfortable feelings that we feel in order to come out on the opposite side of growth but that situation although it sounds negative guys so for me at least being the person that was in it I came out with a feeling I mean I felt the feelings I was feeling at the time but at the same time, I came out with it like, oh, that was nice. I'm not going to feel ashamed for asking her or telling her that the, her choice of words were a mistake, which is going to lead me right into the articles that I presented to Karen to read and recap on because these articles kind of highlight these ways of relating to other people. Karen has notes. I also, I don't have a lot of notes, but I, I jotted down some things that. Yeah, I just highlighted some things that I thought were. Feel free. Go ahead. Lead into, lead in with whichever article you want to lead into and I'll follow. Okay, so let's start with um, Mr. Grot, Grothaus's article, What Happened When I Spent a Week Calling People Out on Their BS. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really interesting because I've never intentionally wanted to call people out on their BS unless it's in the moment when I'm like, hey, like that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this person constant, uh, consciously decided to do it for a week. And some of the things I thought was interesting was like how he kind of points out how it could be beneficial in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, I totally get it. Like, you know, like you could, you know, he had like, oh, I saved money. I felt powerful. And those are like, you know, I guess some positive things out of it, but like for me, um, you know, one of the things he talks about that I thought was interesting was when he was saying how the narrative, I needed to learn to be particularly uh, attentive to the narrative the person was packaging their information in. Mm -hmm. And that to me was interesting because I think, you know, kind of like what you're saying in tone policing, Mm -hmm. it's like, so here's, here's the situation. Here's the, the thing that you're trying to call out. Mm -hmm. And tone policing uh, or the words that are used could be considered the packaging. How did you package what your message was? And, and then also understanding the context and what's your goal behind it? Like, what's the point of doing it, yeah. you know? And I think for me, when I read this article, like that was one of the things that like stood out the most because that's what I constantly think about when I have to assert myself in a situation how do I package my message in a way that is both kind but still true Mm -hmm. and honest and it's really hard (laughs) on my end in terms of like because sometimes it almost like 
I, I wish I had an exact example to share um, to illustrate it. But sometimes for me, I can get to the point where it sounds like I'm going in circles. Mm. It's like I'm going around the situation rather than talking about the situation because I'm trying to like be and then people would be like, just tell me. I'm like, yeah. OK, I'm going to tell you now. So that was one thing, how to package it. Um, and then also what was interesting was when he was talking about how how to do it. So it was like, oh, do it respectfully, do it with humility. Don't assume it's, a, you know, not assuming things to be malicious or to do it with maliciousness, mm-hmm. um, which when you're talking about in hindsight or like, you know, it sounds like it's really doable, but I think ultimately it's like harnessing your own personal emotions because it's one thing when you're like planning it out, like he planned it out for a week, he's going to do it. So obviously it's on your, the front of your mind. So you're constantly thinking about how am I going to respond to this type of situation? Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're in an actual confrontation, sometimes those type of thoughts don't register right away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're so caught up in the emotions that you can't think about how do I do it respectfully? How do I do it with humility? How do I do it where it's not, doesn't come off malicious yeah. or doesn't show a malicious attitude behind it because that's the part that I think is the hardest area to control is the emotions behind the intention of being of calling someone out absolutely the thing is things come out for a reason you know what I mean sometimes we say things and those narratives are already in our subconscious and this is what unlearning means means we have to unlearn a lot of the ways that we communicate not just ourselves but a lot of the ways that we communicate the world as well because we have our own perception and we're leading in with this but generally speaking most of our perceptions are learned (laughs) so this is where unlearning comes into play but as the point goes I'll read where what Groudhouse says as far as um how to handle like okay he says how to call people out on their BS. There's no one single right way to call BS. Call bullshit on a claim, not a person. Say, I don't think that's correct rather than you're full of shit. I felt I did it in a very respectful way. That's why the tone policing to me kind of came out of nowhere. Cause I'm like, where did I curse this girl out? Like, where did I yell? Where did I curse her out? Why is it me, <laughs> you know? Why is it the way I'm saying it that's the problem here? Of course, I, I was I was holding on to the emotions of it too towards the end, but I, I also knew within my growth that I cannot blame anyone nor myself for what transpired. It is nobody's fault. Everyone is at their own space, at their own, you know, phase of growth. And I have to respect how everyone, just, just as much as I want respect in where I am in my life, I need to give that respect out to other people as well. But I related more so to Groudhouse's article. I picked the second article because I felt Karen would have related to this more. Yeah, (laughs) I did. Because that's the way I try to approach things is the the second article. The second article is called The Power of Calling People Out. And it's by Sylvia Imokpe. So it's funny because in this article, uh, she actually quotes a book I'm reading. So the book I'm reading right now is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. And it's written by Dale Carnegie. And this book has been around for over 70, 80 years. Mm-hmm. Like it was written in like 1920s. But basically it's all about how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, one of the things that she quoted was, any fool can criticize, complain, and condemn, and most, most fools do, but it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. Mm. And so that's kind of like where I try to pull strength from when I'm like talking to people. Cause I think it's really important to like be honest with someone and be like, Hey, you know, I think you could have done it this differently, or maybe you could have said it like this. And like in that moment, when I think about it, I think, I think for whatever reason, even though you're being constructive, the other person was just caught up in whatever they were feeling that they couldn't hear that you were being constructive. It wasn't about who she was and how it was attached to the statement that she made. It was more about like how it was said. So in a way, it's kind of like the same thing. Like you could say the same thing, but say it differently. Mm -hmm. So like if it had been said, like, you know, we as a people should think about all of our oppression, you know, like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. It's not the same, but like, it could have been worded as like, we as people should think about oppression as being shared is like doesn't really matter like you know if it had been said like that I don't think that this situation could have would have arose Mm -hmm. but because it was said in a like they and it almost sounded um like being separated from um the context that's where the sense of of like oh like so are you down are you not down kind of thing and that's where it kind of I think that's where it triggered you yeah and like uh, you know unfortunately for most of us that was there I think we didn't hear it and like I honestly didn't it wasn't until me and almost literally dissected it after the whole thing happened we dissected it for like an hour or a half hour and then we've dissected it since multiple times I think ultimately everyone um, felt the same way about the subject we're talking about it was just like being translated differently in each other's minds and being understood differently and so therefore you know like you said language makes a big difference and like it's not just sometimes it's not even just the tone it's sometimes it's also the package that it's delivered in and so the fact that it was delivered in that type of those type of words were used that's why it was misunderstood and misconstrued Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and even what I got from this article, uh, this part where she says, some things require action on our part, but sometimes we act in with kindness and understanding is more positive and impactful. As well as this part where she says, confronting someone accusingly more often than not makes a situation worse. And sometimes it is best to simply tone down our reaction or not react at all. And I think this is also what I'm learning to do better when it comes down to um, reacting to people's reception of me. If someone was to call me out or something, how am I going to react to it? I have a choice. I have a choice in the matter. I have multiple choices in the matter. I could shut down. (laughs) I could overreact. Or I could try to understand meaning. For me, it's more so toning down my reaction because I'm like, all right. I'll turn down my reaction to just to hear them up because I feel like there's always a lesson learned with any interaction with any human. So it's better for me to tone it down instead of leading to the shutdown moment because I'm so in my emotions, you know? I mean, that's it out to me. And I think another point that to me, well, I'm looking at it right now. It says, getting angry and acting on impulse simply lowers you to the level of the other party. Your mirroring reaction makes you look back too. It won't matter who started it, even if that's your defense, you followed. And that is the part. (laughs) That is the part that I'm like, yes, I need to be more 
um, responsible and accountable for my actions and reactions. When someone might be triggered by me calling them out, I have to be mindful of that the person is not going to receive me well. There's a mm -hmm. high chance that they may not, but also let me not play into it. Let me not yeah. back into the, the, their, their defenses because I'm, I'm, I'm just as bad as they are when I do yeah. that. It's best for me to say, all right, let them have their moment. Let them let all of their angst out. Let them let all of their emotions out. And then when they're done, I have a choice to either walk away or come and, or bring them in even closer and say, I'm yeah. so sorry for, you know, for, I'm so sorry that you feel this way. I'm so sorry that I even brought this out of you. That was not my intention. And, and then let's, let's move forward from it either in a, in a calmer conversation because at times too, you have to allow people to express themselves however they want to express themselves. Yeah. Whether it's you, and like, like cursing you the hell out. They yeah. have to do that sometimes, you know? And when, when, yeah. once they're done, you have a choice to bring them closer and say, it's okay, babes. <laughs> like, I, like I personally do that a lot with the children I have mm -hmm. when they have tantrums. So mm -hmm. I need to incorporate that within the adults that I deal with that also may have a moment of like freak out. <laughs> I mean, we all are, we are all children, you know, yeah. in a way. I mean, yes, we're adults. Yes, we have consciousness, but that doesn't mean we've learned <laughs> what we yeah. were supposed to learn in, in our childhood. That see, you know, the whole point of childhood is to get prepared for the moments that we are an adult. So we know how to deal with this stuff. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we grow up in situations or scenarios or dynamics that aren't healthy. So we don't learn how to, to communicate our needs and desires mm -hmm. in a way that actually is conducive to building a relationship or building community. And that's the hard part. It's the hardest part, I think, is that at least for me, you know, I'm so, sometimes I'm so caught up in like protecting another person's feelings. I end up hurting myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you come in a lot of times in yourself is like, you're so ready to protect yourself Mm -hmm. that you all you almost it's like you're on the other end you're like you're yeah. you're so ready to prick yourself that it ends up hurting someone else mm -hmm. and then and then I'm so busy trying to protect somebody else's feelings I'm hurting myself in the long mm -hmm. run so the whole point is like how do we balance these two sides it's like it's you need to stand up for yourself you should call people um call attention yeah to the things that upset you or hurt you you should call attention to the things that to the type of hey this is my boundary please don't surpass it or like in that situation that we were in um if that person was not comfortable or wasn't ready to talk about it maybe it could have been like hey you know what I'm sorry I upset you maybe can we talk about this another time I'm too drunk yeah. I don't know what's going on yeah. I don't even know if I understand what you're trying to say right now mm -hmm. and who knows maybe you would have been receptive to that yeah we don't know because it's already been done but going forward I think sometimes it's like knowing when to to say hey like I feel this way, but let's talk about it when we're all clear-headed. Exactly. You know, and that's like something that take, I think that's one of the most positive things we can take from that experience because everyone at the table are, everyone's beautiful. Everyone's really smart. Everyone's so freaking like amazing in who yeah. they are. And I think that was like unfortunate, an unfortunate evening because, um, I, I believe in us building a community, even in our differences. And I think that's all of our goals. You know, that's what each person and respectively to whatever they do in their careers or like work that they do outside of that, at, uh, outside of that table that we were at that night. Mm -hmm. 
that's our all of our goals is to bring community together and it just was unfortunate that there was a misunderstanding in a table full of people who are about the same stuff yeah. you know like we all care about the same stuff people who are about understanding you know what I mean and mm -hmm. I mean that's that's also kind of why in that situation I love saying you know what I, I, I'm true to myself <laughs> I'm true to myself I know I knew my intention in that I think also like another thing we can take from it too is that like regardless of the kind of people we are we have to remember that each person is healing and working through stuff too and so that can also affect the way we respond to things um and i think that that's that's something i learned from that is like being empathetic of people's journeys so as we wrap this up with this episode um sylvia amokpai um Omopay, made a statement here that really kind of brought a lot of awareness to me and also healing for me because even though I felt okay with my disposition, I still I still left with some guilt. And she made this point, um, and I'll read it. It's, she says, calling forth is a mindset, a way of showing up as a leader who fights for the greatness within others. It starts with intention. The goal should not be to make the other person feel worse for their bad behavior. The goal is to change it. And the call and forth method is seen to be more impactful. The intention part is kind of what stood out to me because I'm like, so long as you know your intention, you can leave any situation still having pride with the way that you handled it. If you go into a situation reacting to your triggers, without really pondering where it's coming from and why you're feeling the way that you're feeling and also in calling someone out or standing up for yourself or calling attention to if you're, if you're not going to it with the intention to in a sense change something and shift something then it's not going to be as impactful um, and this is more for the self, not for the person in the receiving end, because they are responsible for their own behavior. They're also responsible for their own feelings and they have to do whatever they need to do, whether it's to continue to have a conversation with you to make them feel better. That is still their responsibility to do. Um, this person in this case did not reach out to me. I didn't hear anything from them after that day. Although I would have wished we would have continued the conversation so that we both come out understanding each other. It didn't happen. And because that didn't happen, I left with guilt. And then now at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with it because that's their choice and I can force them to yeah. be where I'm at. Just like I can't meet them where they are, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But my intention was still what it was. And hopefully in retrospect, within their journey, they're able to look at it and see that my intention was not to harm them or embarrass them or to make them feel bad about who they are or whatever. And they can move on in life knowing that, okay, someone in their life tried their best to help them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I, I'm leaving with it when it comes down to calling out. And also with my, with my way of asserting myself, I'm leading in with that with more intentionality. Also, I'm learning... Let me preface my intention before I go into any conversation yeah. with anyone that might be a conversation of discourse. I'm going to have to learn how to preface myself better in communication and let them know why I'm going to bring this up. But that's kind of what I'm taking in with both of these articles and also my own self-work. Do you have anything to share, Karen? Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, I agree with the quote that you chose. 
you know, it's all about the intention. And also, I think it's about having, you know, and this is something you taught me, (laughs) is having less expectation, Mm -hmm. you know, like, because you can only do your best to discuss or approach a situation and communicate your, your needs and desires. And if the other person is not ready or is unable to hear you, um, and like, you know, kind of like the, the scenario I was went in with um, my coworker, you know, like, I didn't like the response I got, you know, and instead of me being like, hey, it's okay, like, you know, that's who they are, just let it go. I used <laughs> the fire of anger to respond. And, you know, like, I didn't feel good at the end of that. And I think most people wouldn't feel good at the end. You know, it's, it's very like, short-lived gratification to feel like you're being heard it's almost like a power structure uh, like our not power structure but it's a way of being like I'm more powerful in this moment you know and I think we have to remember that like we are are all humans we are all capable of making mistakes and communicating in ways that can offend or not offend other people and it's about us being able to have space for people to learn from that um and also have grace for ourselves you know we all make mistakes so it's like you know I feel bad about that time but I know this person's really happy and living their lives so that's all good (laughs) absolutely well that wraps up the episode guys thank you guys for listening thanks to Karen for being a guest as always Karen you know you're always welcome here whenever you have an idea to talk about something (laughs) let's get let's get at it I think I have another one, but I'll let you know that later. Let me know. I'm down because this season, I want to do more collaborative like episodes with people. I want to bring in people that I know that have something to talk about and I'm giving them the platform to do so pretty much. So thank you again so much and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and sharing space with me today. I hope this episode served you in your journey. And remember to take care of yourself and your mental health because you all deserve it.